morning, everyone. We're carrying on our series uh, about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And today we're looking at uh, the fruit of the Spirit. So before I start, we're just going to wait on Holy Spirit. As we've been reminded, we can't do anything. Can't even hear with faith without him. Seriously, can't do anything. So we're waiting on you, Holy Spirit. In your presence, we continue with you. We want to be those who hear. Don't want to harden our heart. Want to respond in trust. It's all the work of Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm. God doesn't need you to be good. God's not looking for you to have good behaviour. Do you believe that? Or is your Christianity just a whole list of disciplines, rules, and practices without connection to the life-giving reality of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. And then in verse 16, when I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Just to say we've got a brand new heart, brand new nature in an old body. And Romans 6 tells us that it was through our body that we used to express sin. But that new nature is in our old body. <laughs> All the desires, or other translations say the acts of the flesh, are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those who are, for, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, uh, sorcery, which is another word for control. And then there's a whole load of lists of interactions with people, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, and envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things do not inherit the kingdom of heaven or do not see the kingdom of heaven. But the fruit, singular, of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. See, for many of us, we think that the key to maturity... Um, the key to power, the key to seeing 
the gifts of the Spirit manifest through us or signs, wonders and miracles. We think the key to that is being good. We think that we'll never enter into the things that God has got for us unless we are good. So our focus as Christians is often on our behaviour. Am I being good enough? And often the result of a preoccupation and a focus upon behaviour and being good is we find instead of living in a sense of well-being and security in our relationship with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus, we find ourselves living in constant turmoil, confusion, uncertainty, anxiety and in some cases neurological suffering because we're so full of a sense that we're never really good enough. We're never ever good enough. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is not a list of good behaviours. The fruit of the Spirit is not a checklist of the kind of behaviours that God wants us to generate through our own white knuckles, gritted teeth, behaviour modification and trying hard. They're not a list where you read it on the 1st of January and say, 2022, I'm not patient, this year I'm going to be more patient, I'm working on patience. That is not what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. It's supernatural. There's a clue. Fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Contrasted to acts of the flesh. Acts of the flesh, you can do. That's what we used to do. We found it easy, natural, and that's what we did. This is supernatural. Supernatural fruit must not be confused with natural character traits. Some people are just naturally more joyful. That's not necessarily a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, I'd say this, our strengths, apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, are just character traits and temperament and culture. They're just brain chemistry, early tra training, the way we learn to cope in any given situation. Some people are naturally more gentle and diplomatic. That's not necessarily the gentleness that comes from the Spirit. Because gentleness and in the Spirit is also accompanied by bold, courageous action, faithfulness. This is all of them growing up together. Fruit of the Spirit means one thing manifest 
nine different ways. That's why they all grow up together. No believer can just say, I'm just gentle. Another one says, I'm just more faithful. Another one says, I'm just naturally patient. Another one says, I'm joyful. Fruit of the Spirit is a supernatural work because all nine are all growing supernaturally all at the same time. No human being can do that. Being gentle, diplomatic, kind, bold, courageous, all at the same time. It's a singular thing. Holy Spirit isn't at one time working on joy in your life, and then at another time working on patience, and then at another time making you more gentle. Holy Spirit is doing one thing nine ways all the time. Supernatural. Supernatural. If we try to grow the fruit of the Spirit through grit of teeth, legalism, discipline, trying hard, modifying our behaviour, it produces artificial fruit that tastes gross. Let me read some descriptions with their fake counterfeit version. Love is affection for other people. It's liking, it's devotion to people. Not because of what people can give you. It's counterfeit is treating people well. Because you like how people make you feel when you treat them well. Joy. It overflows. It's excitement and full of energy and exhilaration and exuberance in God for who he is. Its opposite is hopelessness or despair. The fake artificial fruit of joy is joy only when you're blessed. And then it has mood swings as circumstances and things change. Compliments give you joy. Negative feedback crosses you. Peace. It's an inner world of freedom from agitation and irritation and frustration. It produces supernatural calm and tranquility and quiet. Because it's a life that rests in the wisdom and care of God. It supernaturally replaces anxiety and worry. Its counterfeit is indifference. Apathy. Of course I'm peaceful. Don't care about anything. Go with the flow. Patience. It's willing to stick with things. It's tolerating delay and problems without debilitating annoyance and anxiety. It's long-suffering endurance and never quitting. It's supernatural resilience and bounce back and supernatural capacity to stay without blowing up or hitting out. Its opposite is resentment towards God. Its counterfeit is a lack of care, it's cynicism. It's, uh, that thing is just too, care, too small to care about. Kindness is compassion in the heart and action. It's sweetness and tenderness and generosity. It's serving practically others. The fake alternative is manipulative good deeds, kindness, just to feel good about yourself. 
goodness, is integrity, it's being the same person in every situation, in public and when you're on your own, you're always the same. Amen. It's always being truthful and loving. The fake version of goodness is, is loving people but not being truthful so that you never confront or challenge. Faithfulness is loyalty and courage and dedication and being constant, being utterly reliable, true to your word. The opposite or the fake version of faithfulness is being an opportunist, just grabbing what you can get. Gentleness is not needing to force your own way. It's tender and softness and humility and self-forgetful. The opposite is being self-absorbed and pushing your own way in life. Finally, self-control is this Holy Spirit-enabled ability to direct your energies wisely, especially in difficult circumstances. It's leading yourself, your desires and your emotions. It's the ability to pursue the important over the urgent. It's the capacity not to be impulsive. The fake version of self-control is willpower. It's based on pride. It's based on the need to feel in control. It's self-sufficiency, independence and self-reliance. That is not a list of new activities for you to discipline yourself in. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't be all those things growing all the same time. So how does Holy Spirit do it? Why does Paul choose that word fruit? He chooses it really deliberately because he wants to say the fruit of supernatural transformed character grows in our life very much like fruit grows on a tree. That's why he's saying that. You never see it happen. Have you ever stared at an apple tree? Stared at it to see the fruit appear on the tree. You stare at it and stare at it and stare at it and you never see it happen. But over time, a little tree, you come back the following year, you come back the following year and suddenly you see it's budding and blooming and there are apples. It's like it grows secretly, simplistically or in simplicity. It, Paul is saying that's like what the Holy Spirit does in our life. It's not really fireworks and drama. Yeah. It's just working, Amen. working, Amen. working, yeah. working. You're sleeping, he's working. You're walking to work, he's walk, working. You, you, you're eating your breakfast, he's working. All the time, Holy Spirit is doing things without drama. Often, not always, it's not spectacular. And sometimes it doesn't look very astonishing. But he's growing and growing and growing and growing. And a couple of years go by and you, you realise there's that fruit growing and that fruit's growing and that fruit's growing and that fruit's growing. And suddenly you say, you know what? A year ago I'd never been so self-controlled. And you see the nine grow up, the nine expressions of love. So it's gradual, it's supernatural, and it's gradual, and it's inevitable. If you are born again, the life of the Spirit will produce fruit in your life. Amen. Amen. 
He's not called us to a fruitless faith. Fruit of the Spirit is more important than the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are to be expressed in the spirit of the fruit. It's inevitable. Fruit will grow. There's a story of a man who was buried under granite, marble, gravestone. And inside the grave with him was an acorn. And over time, the acorn grew gradually, unnoticed, and eventually it had the capacity to burst through the marble because it was that powerful. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. You might have in your nature different things that people have said. If I do a test, I come out as 100% melancholic means the glove is always half empty. Tendency towards more despair than hope. But my hope is the spirit can produce joy and hope and life and self-control and do all those things and push through every human limitation, trait or characteristic and cause them to break out. Come on. Amen. So to truly be led, directed, by the Spirit is to grow the fruit of the Spirit. Imagine Plumstead with us going out there, all nine expressions of love all around us, loving and joyful and kind and gentle and self-controlled, all those fruit manifesting. And you might ask, so why am I not seeing the fruit grow like that in my life? If it's inevitable, supernatural, and completely a work of the Spirit, why am I still so angry? Why am I still full of manipulative good deeds? Why do I feel full of cynicism instead of patience? Why, where's the peace, where's the joy, where's the love, where's the faithfulness and the gentleness and the self-control? Paul it puts it pretty clear that you can't live two ways at the same time. He, he doesn't mix the two. He just says, you, you can't live one way one day, one day one day, one way one day, and then one way another way. You can't live at times a Jesus, I'm walking by the spirit way, and then at other times how you feel. So he uses phrases like walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. It's a dynamic, relational thing. It's a, it's a decision to say, I'm going to walk by the Spirit more and more each day and less and less just by how I feel. In fact, that list of that list of acts of the flesh, like anger and rivalries, dissensions, and all that list, get liberated very much the same way that the fruit grows. 
It's a life of dependence on the person of the Holy Spirit. It's a life of walking by him, being led by him. In fact, there's, no, there's not really in the Christian life this struggle to say, I've got to get rid of something. Because actually we've been reminded this morning that the believer is a new creation. We're not struggling to... It's being, it's being crucified with Christ. Now we're walking by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Dependence upon the Spirit. Preoccupied with the person and the work of the Spirit. That's where all of our emotional energy is, I'm walking with you, Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit. I'm living by you, Holy Spirit. I'm empowered by you, Holy Spirit. I'm motivated by you. Yeah, there's still temptation. There's still temptation. It says that Jesus was tempted in every way, just as we are, but was without sin. You know, no one should say when they're tempted, God is tempting me. Sometimes there is temptation. Sometimes the desires of the flesh. Sometimes when we're in pain. Sometimes we're hurting. We want to numb the pain and we turn to old things. That's, that is part of reality. We're waiting for a new body. But while we're here, we're not trying to wrestle and get rid of it. We're walking by the Spirit. We're living by the Spirit. We're preoccupied with the Spirit. Maybe you're not seeing the fruit grow in your life because you're still trying to be good. Maybe that's why it is, because you're still trying to live by the law. You, instead of trusting in the finished work of Jesus, you're trying to do it in your own strength. You don't need to try to be good. You just need to make sure you belong to God. Amen. So like if you're thinking that to be a Christian is just to create good behaviour and you've never put your faith in Jesus, it's really awful. It's a terrible place to live. And, you know, we, there's a song, and there's a, there's a lyric in a song where it says this, the road is wide on both sides. That's why Jesus came. Hallelujah. See, sometimes people think, oh yeah, there's a wide road, and that's the sin road. That's, that's all that stuff, those acts of the flesh. That's a wide road. There's a wide road called a religious road as well. Religious piety, trusting self-righteous, self-control and pride that's rooted in your own determination. That's a really wide road too. It's really miserable. Listen, to be religious is rubbish. It's all these people over here partying, doing what they want to do. They're doing the list gratifying the flesh, doing what they want to do, all full of life. And then the religious are over here, sour grapes. Can't do, got no life, got no joy, I've got nothing, but I've got my rules. Now the, the road is wide on both sides. Jesus told the story of the prodigal son. There's the son who goes this side and does all the flesh and does what he wants, wastes and squanders it. His older brother is on a wide road too. He's in misery. Self-pride and religious, judgmental. That's why Jesus came, so that we could walk by the Spirit. Not so that we could live in a miserable set of religious rules. Those who are led by the Spirit are not under law. So maybe you're not growing the fruit of the Spirit because you thought that being a Christian was about being good. And that's about being God's, about being... His. Yeah. It's about being in right relationship. 
Only the Holy Spirit can liberate our character so that we become the person our spirit-renewed hearts want to be. Yeah. We, want to, we, we want all the fruit of the Spirit. We want to be full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Because at the start of the journey with Jesus is a miraculous, supernatural, spirit new birth. It wasn't just that you found better rules than everybody else. No, you were dead, lost, on your way to a lost eternity, and the spirit blew. You heard something. You were at a meeting. You picked up the Bible. You heard a song. You came alive. Amen. Jesus said flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. You can't make yourself good to belong to God. It's a supernatural new birth encounter of resurrection power. But God. And then when that new life is birthed, you don't get a load of rules to keep. You don't come alive. And then someone says to you, now you're alive. I've got a lot of rules for you. I want you to become like these nine things. We're going to work on peace this year. You, you're feeling peace. We'll get, get rid of that agitation, irritation, frustration. No, it's a supernatural work. So that, repeating that lovely phrase, only the Holy Spirit can liberate our character so that we become the person our Holy Spirit renewed hearts want to be. Yes. You want it? We want it. We want it. Because we were born again supernaturally. So the goal of this morning is not to create a feeling of surrender. It's not to say now, stand up if your big decision today is to walk by the Spirit. Stand up today if you want to be motivated, guided, and led by the Spirit. I'm looking for a big decision from you this morning. I hope I've moved you to a big decision. No, it's not a feeling of surrender. It's a daily practical application. Holy Spirit, I trust that you know better than I do. I trust you... And I want to learn to walk with you today. Like a baby walks for the first time maybe in the beginning. And I want to learn to run with you. And I want to learn to, to abide and remain. And oh Holy Spirit, sometimes I run off over here and I find myself in, in, in factions and envy and jealousy. I'm just going to make amends and say I'm sorry. Oh sometimes Jesus, I find myself with these rules that are so crippling. Come back. Come back back. The, wide, the road is wide on both sides. That's why I came. Come back. Come and walk with me. I don't know how to walk with you. I don't know how to walk with you. Well, you don't need to know how to walk with me. I'm going to teach you. Yeah. But I really don't know if I can honestly leave these things. Of, I, I, let me take you on a journey. 
Let me take you. I, I can't let it go. Let me be the power that lets you let it go. Let me, I'm coming. I'm a helper. I'm a helper. I'm a helper. I'm going to teach you. But I don't know when I'm in pain. When I'm in pain, I go to legalism and I rules or I go to this. <coughs> I'm going to teach you. Little one, child, you don't have to be strong. I'm trying to manage it. I'm going to manage it. I'm going to grip my teeth. I heard something on Sunday. I'm managing it. No, 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 no. Let it go. Let it go. You don't have to. But I want to because I'm stirred. No, I don't need you to. <laughs> it's my, I'm just letting you into my prayer. <laughs> I'm the higher power. Oh, yes, that's, that's it. Come on. Lead you, guide you, direct you. Do you know who, how I am in this, he says? I'm full of love. I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace towards you. I'm patient and I'm kind and I'm good and I'm faithful and I'm gentle and I'm full of self-control. That's how I am towards you. And he woos us and wins us to one day at a time walk with him as he puts new desires in our heart and new attitudes in our heart and new ways of thinking and new priorities and new joys and fresh vision. He does it. Sometimes all it takes is one small choice. Amen. How are you going to walk by the Spirit today? What could you do? Make such a small choice that you actually despise it because it's so small. <laughs> like, I'm going to pray in tongues for one minute every other day one minute I'm going to read a little bit of the Psalms to connect to God so small I'm going to pray for 30 seconds every day good morning Holy Spirit I look to you I trust you Amen so small that you even think it's you despise it and are embarrassed by it the big decision is to do it regularly. Every day, every other day. So I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the supernatural nature of the new birth. We thank you that you said it's light and it's easy. And you said that you're the bigger ox and we're a baby one. And you said you're the father and I'm a little tiny child. You said you're the big one. I'm the little one. You said I'm God. And you said, oh, you're a limited human being. <laughs> Thank you for the supernatural nature. Thank you for what you do in us wonderfully so often 
unspectacularly, secretly, in such simplicity, without often drama, and yet it's astonishingly powerful. You have unlimited power. Holy Spirit, you're like that acorn that can crack open things and life breaks out. To quote Jurassic Park, life finds a way. <laughs> it breaks out. So, if you don't know Jesus and you think being a Christian is being good, I've got good news for you. You simply can come to him just as you are and say, Jesus, save me. Invite me into your life. So it's going to finish by focusing on Holy Spirit, our pastor Tim. Holy Spirit, I look to you. I trust your deep and beautiful work in my life. Holy Spirit, you're at work all day and you're at work all night. Thank you. I turn my face towards you. I don't need a feeling of surrender. I don't need to conjure up an emotional response. I just want to look at you every single day and humbly acknowledge I need you, Spirit of God. I want to walk with you. I want to be led by you. I want to be motivated by you. Thank you. Amen.